Morning. It is chilly. <laughs> Just a wee bit chilly. Okay. Um, last week and this week we've been sharing on generosity. So to start with, I'd like you to think about the last time that you gave something away. When did you last give something away? It may have been a gift, a birthday gift. It may have been time to help someone do something. It may have been as simple as a smile. It may have been a word of encouragement. It might have been something you no longer needed. The first thing that came to your mind may have been worship this morning. We give our worship. Well, generosity implies giving something away. And I've done something different this morning. I've given some things away. Under four seats this morning, there are four envelopes. So have a feel under your seat. <laughs> there are four envelopes. I think there's someone sitting on. If there's no one on the seat in front of you, check the one in front of you. There are four envelopes. <laughs> Hold it up if you find one. We've got one. We've got two. Oh. There's one over in that section and there's one in this section. We haven't found them yet. Oh, we've got three. There's one in this section. I think it's towards the back. <laughs> hey, there are four. Well, there's actually three different things in those envelopes. You can open them. There is a blessing in there for you. <laughs> okay. There is a blessing in there for you. If it is a blessing that you think you would like to give away, you are more than welcome to do that after church. If it is a blessing that will actually bless you, please see me afterwards. It's not all, there, there, There's different things in there. You know, when we first arrived in, uh, in Australia in 1990, we had lived in Belgium for a year without earning any money. We'd been there as, um, with a missionary organisation. We came to Australia with a three-and-a-half-month-old baby, two bags and a pram, with the intention of going on to um, New Zealand. But God told us to stay here. And, um, but we had nothing. We had, we had a little bit of money in a bank account in New Zealand, but we couldn't access it, and it was a, a tiny amount. We stayed here with friends. We stretched the friendship for two months, and when, then we moved into a unit that was owned by a couple in the church. We used what little money we had to pay rent and bond. And as we moved in, furniture arrived, clothes arrived, Gifts of food and gifts of money came. People that hardly knew us loaned us enough money to buy a car. We had everything we needed, a fully furnished home. The only two things we had to buy were a broom and a rubbish bin. I will never forget that. We had everything we needed because people gave. You know, we've had numerous times when things have been really difficult financially. We were a single income, a low single income, and we had four children that we had chosen to send to private school. 
a budget never worked on paper. Never. But we always had enough. There have been times in our lives where we have tithed, and this isn't a message on tithing, where we have tithed to the cent. We've worked out what 10% is and we've tithed to the cent. (laughs) Because we believe firmly in the principle and the spiritual discipline of tithing and giving. And at other times in our lives, we've had plenty and we have given way beyond 10%. We have seen God meet our need over and over again. You know, when we were tight, the creative ways that God provided for us was, were amazing. And when Ben and Rach went over to America, I remember one thing I said to them and prayed for them as they were leaving. I said, look for the creative ways that God provides your need. And he does, you've got lots of testimonies of amazing ways. It's not always money. You know, for us, people anonymously paid for our children's music lessons. I still don't know who that person was. But I, I often think about how blessed they must see to see what that seed sown is, it how, how much of a blessing it is in the church today. We were gifted holidays when we couldn't afford a holiday. Someone would say, we have a unit, or um, my family has a holiday house at Calandra. You can have it for a week. A few of us used that one. Um, <laughs> um, you know, people offering to babysit because they saw we didn't have extended family here so that Shane and I could have time together. You know, I've lost count of the hours that people have invested into helping us be better parents, to helping us have a stronger marriage, to helping us be effective in the ministries that we're involved in. And because we've received generosity like this consistently in our lives, because this is a giving church, I'm preaching to the converted, this is a giving church. Our natural response is want to do it for others. You know, it's some of the reason. People say, how do you do what you do? And it's because we've been so blessedly, so richly blessed that there's just this desire to pass it on. You know, how much more so than when we take the time to consider what Jesus has given for us? John 3.16 says that God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that if we believe in him, we won't perish, but we'll have everlasting life. He loved. He loved so much. You know, he, he didn't do it out of duty because he had made us. He didn't do it out of guilt because he felt, well, I made them, I better do something about this. He didn't do it out of out of anything but love and how rich our lives are because of it. I strongly believe that a spirit of generosity is birthed in thankfulness. That's the starting place. Thanking God for all he's done. Seeing God's hand in the big things like our salvation. Seeing his hand in the little things that we can so often overlook or forget. You know, I keep a journal and I often read back and I marvel at the things God has done. I know some families keep a book of thankfulness. Some families have a book of prayers and write the answers when they come. 
you know, as a family, we would pray about our needs. Our kids knew when money was tight. We didn't keep that from them. We didn't, we didn't say, you know, we, we didn't keep it from them when we wanted to go for a holiday and we couldn't afford it. We said, well, we'd like to do that, but we don't have the money. Let's pray. Or we've got this need. We don't quite have the school fees yet. Let's pray. And, and not beyond what was appropriate for their age and what they could handle emotionally. But our kids then saw God answer prayer. They saw God provide. They saw God answer, answer our cry. Philippians 4 verse 6 says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God you need. Tell him what you need. But don't forget to thank him for his answers. And this morning we were thanking as if we were on the other side of the miracle. Let's thank him in faith, believing that he's going to do what he's promised. I was listening to a song this morning and, and the lady who was leading the song, it was about, about fear and, and praise. And she said, don't let your worry be louder than your praise. Let's drown our worry in praise. Let's drown out the voice of worry and fear. You know, in today's world, I, I get it. Cost of living is soaring. You know, $10 for a lettuce. Who would have ever thought? It's happened before. It's in the Bible. And yet God provided miraculously. You know, and it's the same for us. We've got so many stresses on our budget, so many stresses on our time. And yet we're doing a series on generosity, <laughs> encouraging you to give, encouraging you to be generous. But God's kingdom is often counterintuitive. It's often the opposite of what we see in the world. You know, I know there's a family that, that need a home in a couple of weeks. But they're believing, I was talking with them this morning, they're believing in the seed that they have sown that God will provide. You know, there are people with health concerns. There are people I know that the budget is really tight at the moment. And all those things can cause us to be inward focused. And the natural tendency is to tighten the belt, to be concerned about me and mine, to hold tight to what we have. But that's never the answer in the kingdom. Luke 6. This is Jesus speaking. And it comes in the middle of not judging and having a heart of grace. So this isn't just talking about money. We often put giving in a little box. Giving is not just about money. This is Jesus Speaking, they're in red. The words are in red. Verse 38. Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full. Pressed down, shaken together to make room for more. Running over and poured out into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. I'm going to come back to that in a little bit because that's not why we give, because of what we're going to get back. But Jesus here is talking about in the natural and in the spiritual. He's talking about forgiveness, being generous with forgiveness, being generous in grace, being generous with our love, 
being generous with our acceptance, being generous with our finances. You know, we can't outgive God. I just want to say very clearly, I'm not saying to give away everything. That is not the heart of this church. This is not the heart of this church for you to neglect your responsibilities or those that, are, that you are in care of. God wants us to be good stewards. <clears throat> but our heart always is, is to seek God for how you can have a generous spirit, how to be other-focused, how to be a generous person with your time, your words, your talents, your money, your home. Generosity is so much more than what we do with our money. It's actually a lifestyle. When we say someone is a generous person, we're actually talking about who they are, not what they do. And you don't have to have a lot to be generous. The loaves and the fish. (laughs) A little boy's lunch, given in faith, God multiplied, fed 5,000. Jesus didn't have any worldly possessions, yet he was generous in everything he did. More than generous, he was lavish. He gave everything with love and with grace. And he's our example. Our desire is to be more like Jesus in every part of our lives, even the ones that make us a little uncomfortable. Jesus was able to be lavish in his giving because he knew who he was. He knew what he owned. He knew um, what was his. Something happens in our hearts and in our willingness to give when we understand who we are and what we have in Christ. When we understand that all we have is from God and for him and we have a deep understanding that he provides everything we need, it frees us to give as he leads. We can get so caught up in the temporal and our world is so geared to self-care and getting ahead that we forget sometimes that God is faithful, that he is our provider, that he is our keeper. He is the giver of all good things and in him we lack nothing, nothing. This series isn't about getting you to give more. It's actually about releasing a blessing in your life and walking in the fullness of what God has already done and in turn being a blessing to others. I'm going to say something radical this morning. Ben might come and talk to me afterwards. (laughs) God doesn't want your money. God doesn't need your money. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. What he does want is your heart. God isn't interested in how much money we have in our pocket or even how much we give away. He's interested in our heart because if he fully has our heart, he will fully have our wallet. He wants our heart, not just our actions, and our giving must be from our heart. Last week, Ben reminded us that giving is what we do. Generosity is who we are. 2 Corinthians. 
chapter 9. Read a few verses in here. And although this is about this is a scripture about money, um, it's actually about being prepared to give. Paul's talking to the Corinthians. They had made a promise. And Paul was just reminding them of the promise and to make sure they were prepared. So 2 Corinthians 9 from verse 5. I thought I should send these brothers ahead of me to make sure the gift you promised is ready. But I want it to be a willing gift, not one given grudgingly. Remember this. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. As the scriptures say, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. And when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. So two good things will result from this ministry of giving. The needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. As a result of your ministry, did you know when you're giving, you're actually, it's, it's a ministry. It's part of God's work. They will give glory to God. For your generosity to them and to all believers will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ and they will pray for you with deep affection because of the overflowing grace God has given to you. Thank God for this gift, too wonderful for words. A couple of really key points in there. We don't have to give because we're pressured. We don't have to give because we're compelled. We give as the Lord leads with a cheerful heart. The Holy Spirit is very clear that we're to give as he leads by grace and by faith. Our part in that is to ask God, what do you want me to give? You know, Shane and I have this thing that when there's, when there's an appeal or something, we'll actually both go away and we'll think about it and we'll come back together. Nine times out of ten, we'll have the same amount. You know, God is, you know, Holy Spirit can speak to us separately <laughs> and tell us the same thing. You know, but there are times where we both come back and go, I don't feel that God's asking us to give to this. You know, sometimes we don't have to give to everything. But we need to be asking God, are we being good stewards of our time, our gifts, our money, being a steward of everything that we have? Are we being generous in our encouragement and love for others? Are we looking for ways to give with the gifts in our lives? Are we living in a way that reflects the generous love that God has poured out on us? You know, let's not put 
giving into a little box or a compartment that's a standalone in our Christian walk. But let it touch every part of our lives and become generous people reflecting God's love in everything we do. How we give is so much more important than what we give. You know, and there's such joy when we're a part of what God's doing. You know, we've had the delight a couple of times recently of paying for someone's groceries. Complete stranger. You know, that gives you such a kick during the day. (laughs) You know, and there was one lady, she had just started going back to church and she had been praying about something. We were an answer to her prayer because we had listened to the Holy Spirit. You know, that is so exciting to be a part of things like that. There was one time where... um, We had flown back from Sydney in the middle of the night and there were floods and we couldn't get home. It was one o'clock in the morning. We had nowhere to go. And so we ended up at the Pancake Manor in Brisbane. And I was miserable. I do not do late nights well. Shane's a shift worker and I'm going, oh, how do you do this? I'm lying down on the seat. I'm hopeless, hopeless. Shane saw a family in the same situation we were with two small children. And we had a little chat with them and we paid for another meal for them as we were leaving. Now, they don't know we did that for them. But it's become such a fun testimony of blessing someone. You know, praying and fasting for a breakthrough, not in our own life, but for someone else. Giving so that a young person can attend a camp, financially and or in prayer, and hearing testimonies about what happened. Choosing to see a need, picking up a broom or emptying a rubbish bin. Talking to someone different who you don't normally sit with and giving of your time, giving of your life, giving of your story. Sharing some fruit from a tree in your backyard. You know, there's a couple of people that are really good in this in the church. Send a text, letting someone know you're praying for them. Or when you were reading, having your quiet time with the Lord, they came to your mind with a scripture. Send the scripture to them. God spoke to me about you this morning. I hope this encourages you. Offering to help someone. Encourage them with your praise. Regularly paying your tithes and hearing about, not just because it's a discipline, but knowing that when you hear testimonies of things that are happening, that you've played a part in that. Giving your best at work and looking for ways to bless and encourage. Saw this quote the other day. Don't just count your blessings. Be the blessing other people count on. Don't just count your blessings. Be the blessing other people count on. Now, there's no manual for how to be generous but it can be summed up by saying, love your neighbour and do everything as unto the Lord. I just also want to say having a generous spirit doesn't mean saying yes to everything. Even Jesus took time aside. You know, let's seek him. Let's be lavish and generous in our time that we give to the Lord. Take time to reflect on all he has done, all we have because of him. And as we do that, his generous nature will flow out of us. 
You know, if we're giving, going back to that scripture in, in um, Luke, if we're giving so that we can receive, we've missed the mark. If we're giving out of duty, because it's what good Christians do, we've missed the mark. Remember, giving is what we do. Generosity is who we are. Our heart needs to be pure. When we give, it opens doors for us. I heard a testimony this morning of a person in our church who hasn't always got abundant finances, but gave to a, an, an appeal. Really felt God led them to give to this appeal. So they did. Um, and it was to a radio station, a Christian radio station. And because this person was a first-time donator, they rang and said, would you mind if we rang you and talk to you on the radio? That person had been given a dream a while ago that they were going to share something on the radio. <laughs> so they were ready. <laughs> they were ready and saw this opportunity as God. So actually the, the what do you call them, the, the announcer, yep, um, rang beforehand and said, you know, and, and, and the person said, ask this question. And their giving gave them an opportunity to share their powerful testimony on live radio, unfiltered, unchanged, unedited, live. Isn't that amazing? Giving opens doors for us. So to sum up today, generosity begins with thankfulness. When it comes from a right heart and given in faith, it becomes an offering. It's an act of worship unto the Lord. Remember, it's not about how much we give, but how we give. This morning, I'm going to pray in a little bit. I'm going to ask God for a fresh revelation for us. That all we have is from him. And all we have is for him. To pray for a heart that reflects his lavish love so that we can reflect it to those around us. Ben talked about green shoots this morning. You know, the thing that can cause those green shoots to start popping up, to be watered, is actually being other-focused and looking for a way to give, to do something for someone else. If you're believing for breakthrough this morning, if there's something that has been hanging on for some time, yes, we need to look to Jesus. Yes, we need to pray about that situation. But I'd encourage you this morning to ask God to show you a way that you can give, a way that you can be generous, so into the kingdom. And in whatever way the Holy Spirit leads you, do that in faith, believing that God is with you so that you can be a blessing to others and there will be fruit of it in your life. We cannot outgive God. And his heart is so generous and he wants us to reflect that love, lavish love. So let's pray. Father, 
thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for who you are and for all you've done. Lord, that you held nothing back when you gave your son. You held nothing back. And Lord, all that you have is ours because we are in you. Thank you for a fresh revelation this morning that all we have is from you and all that we have is for you. Help us to not hold tightly, but Lord, to give lavishly as you lead. Thank you for speaking to each one of our hearts, that each one of us would leave with a, I'm going to do that this week. Whether it be as simple as a small word of encouragement or to give time or to give money, Lord, whatever way it is, we commit it to you and ask you to speak to us, Holy Spirit, that we would walk with you and we would see your kingdom come. Thank you for a release, a release of generosity in this place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Amen.